license payment by the time the show airs, which I think will be this coming Sunday, if I'm not mistaken, then people will have heard that, which is called uh, Peace by We the Kingdom, which is a good group. And uh, the reason I wanted to play that, and you can, if we don't get it up on the live stream, you guys can go listen to it. But the reason that I wanted to play that is the point is something beyond the intellectual reasoning and we can debate and discuss stuff and you know explain for a long time and if if there's no feeling of compassion or spirit or appreciation for value of life or who we are then there's a lot missing from those explanations no matter how good they are so we're trying to blend the two together if that can be done and without just saying, well, okay, if you hear the song, there's really nothing more to say. But we have to say some more things, because there's some things going on in the world right now, in case you probably noticed if you looked around. And uh, we have a great guest on today, Dr. Carrie Maday, who has been um, on Alex's show more than once, and I've really enjoyed seeing her there, and, and an example of uh, courage and honesty and compassion and motivation to do something good you know not not just say 
<clears throat> here's all the terrible things that are going on because that, that gets done a lot with, and that, then there's nothing to follow that, you know, but, but the idea is, okay, here's the things that are going on. The only reason to know about all this junk is to try to fix it, to succeed at fixing it. And that's why we try to add all, all the, uh, the five doctors and great people from all over the world as guests to provide the inspiration combined with the knowledge that I think is an essential combination. And Carrie's really busy, Dr. Maday, and I appreciate her being here. So thank you very much for taking the time. Thanks, Richard, for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. Yeah. So um, we have a short time, and I want to cover... You know, the general idea is not just for people that already know everything that's happening, because they could say, well, that's interesting. Yeah, I already knew all that. I'd like to also cater to the people who have no idea and realize that from their point of view, listening to mainstream media, there's this pandemic going on. You know, it's called COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2, if they're that technical. And it means that you're a danger if you're breathing freely, if you don't have a mask on, and it's probably going to get you anyway, but you should wear a mask because it shows you really care about the other person because your mask protects them and their mask protects you. And especially you should get the shot because they've been selflessly working day and night to get the shot ready to save the world, except now that they're saving the world with the shot, you still have to wear the mask and the shot's not working against the latest version of the virus. And so it looks like you're going to need a shot, I don't know, every month, something like that, because there's all these variants that are terrifying the world. And, you know, we're talking from the point of view of the people that are getting all their information from mainstream media, which is a lot of people. And how would you present what, you know, for them is really going on and still be somewhat intelligible. You know, we can talk to the people who understand, right? But what about the other ones who need it more? What do, what do we start by saying? Um, well, I start by telling them that from the very beginning of this crisis, there has been lie after lie after lie. There's been a web of lies, and this whole pandemic was born from lies, let me just go back and give some examples. So the first one is that we were told there is a novel or new virus infecting everybody. Right. That's a lie. Since 2002, there have been patents on the SARS-CoV-2 virus. So that means, a patent means that it has to be created um, man-made. So that means since 2002, this virus, they claim that it's just brand new, that just popped up. Well, we've known about it since 2002. It's been made, okay, created. So this farce has gone on to this day. Around the world, they've been telling the story. That should make everybody stop and pause and ask what is going on because they're lying to everybody. Um, and then the vaccine, this kind of new, new vaccine, it's not really a vaccine. It's a gene modification injection. They've had patents on that for the, this kind for at least 10 years. So they, they're lying again on that. Um, as far as how many cases of this so-called virus that are going around, 
there are so much there's so much evidence to prove that they are trying to purposely inflate the numbers through many methods some are the many labs across the world have been caught um, putting 100% of all the tests are positive when they recheck everything and they go in there um, maybe only 10% at best this is hundreds and hundreds of labs just within the United States alone contaminated lab kits going out from the CDC they're all positive more than once this has gone out from the CDC calling everything COVID, even if it's a motorcycle crash or it was a simple, you know, it was a heart attack, et cetera. And going back that per the CDC's own admission, only 6% of all the deaths that they scared everybody with, scared everybody with, made lockdowns, made this emergency act, were actually from COVID. They quietly said that. Did that make the major news? No. We know that the testing, uh, how they're doing the PCR test, well, that's not really supposed to be for diagnosis, but let's say, okay, we're going to use it. We know we're not supposed to use it by cycling or amplifying that test more than 28 times. That is a well-known fact around the world with every lab. But here we go. We have 35, 40 times amplifying it. That will ensure many of the tests will become false positive. Again, upping the numbers. So you have definite proof that we are trying to make more cases purposely to scare the people, lying about the virus, that it's new when it's not new, lying about the vaccine that we didn't ever know about a vaccine like this when we have, because they don't want you to know that that vaccine 10 years ago killed all the animals in the trials. It was terrible. It didn't do well. They don't want you to know that they, the scientists in those studies said we should really take a pause and not do anything and do a lot of research before we introduce this to the human population. So, you know, that's, that's just a start of the web of lies that we're, we're experiencing right now and how through this, this web of lies, we are now in emergency acts around the world ongoing still in the United States, at least three emergency acts were signed in and that FEMA runs our country and doing so, our human rights have been taken away, our constitutional rights and our Bill of Rights. So no matter what you think about the vaccine, no matter what you think about the virus, that's your business because we should still have the ability to think freely, have creative thought, have the ability to choose what happens to our bodies, our autonomy, our freedom to choose on our body. So if you want to believe in, in doing the mask and you want to isolate and you want to take the shot, that's your business. But for me, I do not want that. I want to protect my human rights. And so let me have my human rights. And for those that are weaker and more fragile, we need to protect them. And we need to uphold those, the Hippocratic Oath. And we're not doing that either. So we're actually facing what happens to, the, to our world, to him, humanity as we know ourselves. It is in grave danger on many levels. And so this is why we have to start thinking critically and speaking up for ourselves because something is really rotten going on around the world and it is not in our health and wellness and benefit at all. And this is the time to speak up. This is the time to know if you're hot or cold. There is no lukewarm right now. Um, So that's... Can I ask you a question about one of the things you said? Um, It struck me many times that, well, you know, people have a hard time believing that there could be this scale of cooperation worldwide with a lie, you know, and not all this bickering about whether to tell it or not. That's coordinated. But what's a deeper issue 
is how these numbers are created that you were talking about. And when you look at the so-called PCR test, the inventor of it said it wasn't a diagnostic test at all. And so what I'm wondering is, isn't it true that there are two ways to diagnose so-called COVID-19, which is the, the disease name. One is laboratory using PCR, because I think they're all using PCR. And the other is clinically. Clinically, there are some people that can't get oxygen even though their lung function is fine. And they're easily cured by things that are suppressed. You know, quite a few different protocols that can get rid of that. But most of the cases are diagnosed in a lab. And if they're using PCR, which you can turn down to give negative and turn up to give positive, isn't it actually true, as weird as it sounds, that the number of total laboratory diagnosed cases of COVID is zero? Um, I don't have all the, the data on that because it's they're looking just for a small piece of genetic material, not the entire organism. People need to understand exactly. that, not the entire genome. You're, so technically, that is it is not the gold, it should not be the gold standard. It is not telling you 100% if you have it or not. Absolutely, that is the truth because you're only getting one little, one little tiny piece of it. It's like looking for one word in a whole novel of a book. And say it must be the novel because we found the word that was in it. Right? Exactly. We found the word cat in this thick volume of this one book. So therefore, right. it must be you know, this particular book. Now, it could be right. a million different books, right? And that's right. the problem that we have. And that's where the variants come in because they're doing the same thing. They're just looking at another little piece that could come from almost anything. If you, if you amplify something enough, you will always find that, that right. genetic. And actually, Carrie Mullis, the inventor of PCR, specifically, it was quoted as saying, you can find anything in anybody. So, yeah, in, in uh, college, I took genetics, and we did our own PCR tests, or relatively easy, and we were always taught that the only purpose for the PCR test was to find genetic material. So you were just trying to find something, and it was usually so tiny, or you had the sample, it was so tiny, you were just amplifying it, making it more, making it more voluminous so that you could find it. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't supposed to be for diagnosis. We were always taught that. And so right. when we started using it for the testing, that was surprising. And then when we started to lock healthy people inside their homes, I've never heard that. That's tyranny. Then we had this weird six-foot rule. Never in medicine right. science did I ever see that. Where did that come from? Then Actually, a six-six-six rule because there's three directions, right? Exactly. There's definitely symbolism in everything including the masks and the six-foot rule on the lockdowns. These are all symbolic things. Even Fauci says they're symbolic when he really was questioned about the mask. He says, oh, yeah, they don't work, but they're symbolic. So if nobody has, what you said, a gold standard, that means they don't have a sample of the isolated virus. And apparently CDC said they, sorry, they don't have any. Yeah, that was And nobody nobody else does either. I was about to make that. That's the point I try to make in every interview is, to tell people that by the Freedom of Information Act, not one country, not one scientific agency, including the CDC, has the actual virus on file for anyone at all. It does not exist. So that's the other biggest lie. There is no virus that anybody has. 
They only have a genetic code that was created. They admit it in all the Freedom of Information Acts. They say it's recombinant, meaning pieced together with gene synthesis, meaning it's a synthetic gene sequence, which an AI program, artificial intelligence, created. So if you translate this into regular language, they patented something they made up. Yes, and now that's proof. So they have the patent for this, this gene code, and that means it's synthetic made up, and they admit it in all the Freedom of Information Acts that a, an artificial intelligence program took pieces of genetic material from infected lung fluid of one person, right. and missing blanks was filled in by this synthetic gene synthesis by the AI program. And the scientists looked at what this AI program did and said, yeah, that looks like what's making people sick. Um, so that's what they're injecting in people. We don't have any virus isolated from a person that was sick that we can prove that made that person sick, not to this day. So how can they make any sort of vaccine for that? They're making it off of something synthetic, not from nature, not proven that is making anybody sick at this point. This goes against all scientific reason and deduction and methodology. But of course, you know, the, the common person doesn't realize that unless they took and they were in the science field. And unfortunately, our current medical paradigm right now, they don't teach that anymore. They don't teach critical thinking. They don't right. teach uh, how to read a research paper, nor about the, the ins and outs and, and intricacies of how to do a scientific um, research. So it, it seems like what they teach is memorization. It, it's just algorithms and protocols now. Yes, it's not yeah. about critical thinking whatsoever. Things like safe and effective. Exactly. We're using a lot of uh, psychological warfare tactics and, you know, the keywords of Mockingbird. You're seeing all of this done worldwide um, to get people just to, to believe something. And it started with the schools educating the children differently with the new math. They don't really understand statistics. It's, it's not the answer. It's how you really feel about it, right, that matters. Exactly. And also how you can't hurt anyone's feeling. You can't make them scared. Exactly. And most numbers actually are offensive. So yeah, they are racist numbers too. So, yeah. Yeah. so I think what we're saying here, and I'm saying it with you, I'm not disagreeing at all. This is made up. Every part of the way is made up, and every part of the way, the data does not match what the, they are telling people to do. But unless you sit there and you spend like I have and some of my colleagues, we spend hours every day dedicated to finding these things and everything we right. find supports that it is a lie and is not justified. Yeah. We're and up it, against major media that is, is telling the opposite. It's not the fault of the average person who doesn't have time to do that. You know, they're busy with their job and with their friends and their family and their other obligations. And they assume that they can just look to the media and certainly like the CDC and the so-called health agencies and things like that to just tell them the absolute truth. Exactly. And people argue, well, people are getting sick. What is that? I'm like, I'm not arguing that people aren't getting sick, but you're looking at the wrong cause. Um, We had some doctors on who were specializing in death certificates and they said that the CDC sent out memos, some of which we saw that said, look, if you think there's any possibility that this could look like uh, COVID-19, which means, you know, very wide spectrum of, of indicators, just put that on the death certificate. Nobody's going to check. 
And they literally put that down on a memo. Well, I can tell you even before all this, when I had a large practice here in Georgia, I would uh-huh. get phone calls, sometimes even a personal visit from people from public health department and other state agencies trying to coerce me into putting different diagnoses down, either on death certificates or diagnosis, the um, discharge diagnosis. Right. And getting angry with me when I wouldn't comply because it wasn't right. They're just like, this is what we need for whatever purpose they had. They have always done that. So you were in Georgia and I guess a city environment somewhere, right? And and you had these people approaching you, these officials, trying to bully you into lying on a death certificate. And you weren't the only one that was happening to. This was going on certainly all over the country, probably all over most Western countries, Australia, New Zealand, England, France, most of Europe, other places. Now we know it's going on in Africa. Um People who are just hearing this and say, wait, wait a minute, this is my whole structure that gives my world stability to believe in all these authority figures. How could they get that degree of coordination to all be carrying out this program? Because it all trickles down from the top. You know, if you don't do what your superior wants you to do, right. um, that superior gets in trouble and by, you know, goes on and up to the very top. And this is not new. Like I said, this has been going on since, you know, the beginning of when I was even in residency since 2001, where there was coercion going on about what to put on diagnosis codes and, and for discharge summaries and things like that. Right. Money. Um, or for sometimes they don't want people to know there's this many tick illnesses out there. So don't put it down there. Let's pretend like it didn't happen. And so this is not new. This has been going on for a long time. So doctors are used to being um, not having freedom of speech. They're used to having to answer to other people because of money. And um, this is, this has been already indoctrinated into the medical society. This is not new. So the control structure was already there and already working. Absolutely. It was just given something new to work on. Yes. A new project. Yes. Um, our freedom of speech in the United States medicine is long gone. Right. A long, long time ago. Especially for people with credentials. Yeah. And then you don't, you don't work. You can get blackballed from the whole industry. Yeah. Level. Well, yes. we had, you know, there were doctors in the last several years in the U.S. that dared to talk about vaccines before the pandemic. And more than 200 of them were killed. Yeah. So, you know, that was beyond losing licenses. I started in my state, and I moved out of the country for five years the, the week that Jeffrey, Dr. Jeffrey Bradstreet was murdered. That was the first one in the group that I'm thinking of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was warned, too, and I was um, fortunate that I got out when it first started. So it, it really looks like if you boil all this down, and, and I realize that people may take some time to absorb any of this idea if they're not already familiar with it, that the country and a lot of the world right now, and I don't mean any you know insult to the real mafias that exist in various cities in the world, but it looks like it's run by a network of mafias. And the reason I'm saying that's kind of an insult to the mafia is they at least have some code of ethics, right? Don't kill women on this day of the week or whatever it is. Yeah, you're correct about that one. Right, but it looks like that's the network that's in control. And somehow the power positions have been infiltrated by people of that type. 
Yes. And, you know, when I first realized this about the world, because I didn't know this the whole, my whole life, I first realized it with the Codex Alimentaris, which is an international trade agreement that this, that was the foundation of everything that's happening right now. Um, and in this, this one world food, one world medicine, one world, you know, all vitamins and minerals are now um, reclassified as poisons and toxins that have to be modified. Everything, and there are upper limits to all that yeah, stuff. And everything in the world is, um, it has to be genetically modified by a certain date. Yeah. Uh, even human. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, even humans. I was going to say not just crop seeds and stuff like that. And then they did say in this Codex Alimentaris, within 10 years of the full implementation, which they never said what that was, the World Health Organization did estimates based on how many deaths would happen due to the, due to the Codex Alimentaris, meaning the point of it was to exterminate many people from the planet. Right. And I had to reread it over and over, and it was the most shocking, horrifying thing. But th- this is not what you ever thought about your world. And then I realized there were other agendas that were backing this up, you know, Agenda 21, Agenda yeah. 30, et cetera, that these are, world, these are world leaders that meet and talk about this. This is not new. It's just become more organized as time goes on. Exactly. And they write, I think because they feel that they have to, but they write what they're going to do. And they don't just write it in their papers. They put it into predictive programming in entertainment and media references and things like that. Remember the movie uh, Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman? Vaccine saved the world. And, you know, the one of the stars I remember was holding a pocket constitution and said, I really hate to do this to everybody, you know. It's too bad to have to exterminate this town. But, I mean, it's for the greater good and everything. And the audience was cheering and... Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I believe that there are some rules to this, you call it a game that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, they do have to tell you what they're doing and um, because we, they need our consent on some level. Yeah, exactly. D- have you heard of a lady named Dr. Rima Labo? No. I, She's no. the w- widow of General Stubblebine who died a few years ago under basically killed in a hospital by the staff. But um, she and her husband before that were, they have this organization called Natural Solutions Foundation. And for several years, they were in Europe uh, attending the Codex Elementarius meetings and reporting. They're very unwelcome after a while, obviously, but they were reporting to the world what was going on. And as you're saying, if one of the goals of that organization was to make sure of a certain amount of genetic engineering, including people, by a certain time. You could see the pandemic as dovetailing into that beautifully because the shots accomplish that, right? Yes, that is the plan. And, you know, um, like I said, I was learned about this from other meetings that I attended as well on a more personal level. So that right. just reinforced that, yes, people are serious about these these plans and they're going forward with it. Now, just because they have a plan, just because they want to do it in a certain way, does not mean that that's what is going to happen. Right, and, exactly. You know, these plans are always executed based on looking at us as just a biological blob of cells. We are just mm-hmm. physical. Right. And they always forget, these people making these plans, that we are spiritual beings, which 
is very powerful. Our minds and our spirits are way more powerful than our physical being. And that's what some people um, in medicine say, the placebo effect, where you can, you can make something happen to yourself just by thinking it, willing it, right? It's I think if you could fully develop that at will, that would be something big. And we've always you know, blown it away and not focused on it. We, don't, we didn't want to focus on it because uh, you know, I remember medicine it was scared by attendings to think about it, you know, it's, it's right. scared to think that really we could have, we, we can have that much control and power, you know, over ourselves, which we do. Um, they're scared because what are they going to do for a living? Sometimes they would say, yeah. you're getting into quantum physics areas. Yeah. And, and the it, experimenter affects the experiment. And also the prayer, how prayer was definitely proven to work. And then they made some sham, like, um, studies later to try to disprove it but we definitely have data on that um you know just healing by distance or instantaneously being able to affect something um around the world uh whether it's whether it's another person or a plant or we have many many studies but they're not uh, commonly taught these reasons not commonly taught at all exactly and basically you're talking about the power of belief, but it's not a belief that you just memorize something, I believe this, this, and this. It's gut-level belief where you really experience it. And yeah. if you think something on that level is important, yeah, exactly. It's not just what you've decided you're going to believe no matter what. But if you're experiencing it, then, and you believe, for example, that distance is not necessarily as real as we're supposed to believe, then it stops being a barrier as other things do, right? Exactly. And and there's a lot of things that are being hidden from us by the top-level leaders of this whole program against us because they know that's their weak spot. And it seems out of all the secrets, the biggest one I've seen is about who we are, where we came from. And the denial of God, you know, um, spirituality and God definitely... In my training, I was it was frowned upon, and I was made mm-hmm. fun of. If they heard I was praying or something like that, or if I mentioned right. that, um, it made up. Say, Doctor Mata, you're not being scientific enough. Right? Sure, yeah, definitely. What, what study are you quoting right now? Definitely, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, so that was shunned, and, and you were ridiculed. Um, but it's very powerful. So you know, for instance. How many people went in the hospital? We did a lot of codes, people dying. You go in and you're the team that resuscitates them. And right. these people, they didn't know me from before because I wasn't their doctor. would survive and they, they would tell me, like, I have to tell you about their, their near-death experience and what they saw. They saw these things. They saw us and they, you know, they had all different kinds of experiences. But right. that was not allowed. They, they weren't allowed to talk about that. The, the patients either in the hospital, they would tell them to be quiet or they would give them an antipsychotic or a sedative if they told them. Um, you know, see how they, they just kind of beat it out of us to even talk about things like this. You're thinking of a particular scene at the moment, right, that you're referring to? Yeah, many times, many times the patients told me, I know I can tell you what happened, but if I tell anybody else, they told me they were going to give me drugs, and that they did. They would give them drugs. Okay, so they're not going to do the drugs to us here, so why don't you mention what those were like? Um, just, you know, when some people, uh, they would be officially dead, you know, right. we would be resuscitating them. 
and maybe 20 minutes or more. And so I, some people, when they recovered, they would see me and um, say, yeah, I remember you were wearing this color, you know, dress. You looked like this. You said this. That person said this. And this is where I was in the room. You know, it was up or there or whatever. Mm-hmm. I saw this. I saw this. And then the angels came, you know, and um, that was beautiful. And then they would go somewhere heavenly. Uh, yeah. And they didn't want to go back, but they said it was, wasn't their time. And right. so then they told me the angels still stayed with them after they, they were back in their body and, and woke up. And they could still hear and see everything, even though their eyes were closed. So they could, they could, they could tell you everything. Yeah. Uh, but they, it changed their world. It changed their worldview. It changed how they thought of life and what mm. they went what they did from then on. And some people, because I didn't follow all, all of them up, they weren't all my patients. Right. Some of them said uh, that I did follow up with that afterward, things were different for them. Afterward, almost they were a um, little bit different reality. Let's put it that way. Right. So even though they didn't get to leave at the time, it really helped them. Yeah. Dealing, dealing with their remaining physical life. They weren't afraid of death anymore. Right. Um, and they saw this, this life differently. I think that's one real important lesson that could help all of us a lot is realizing that in spite of what we're told, fear is completely optional and really doesn't have any purpose. You know, it, it doesn't work as well as love. Well, it works, but the results aren't as good. Yeah, that's that's the secret is to not be in fear. God did not give us the spirit of fear. Um, but just about everybody in the world has that spirit. Most do, whether yeah. they or not. But, th- but that could be a clue, you know, for looking for solutions. Because knowing about all this stuff, the only reason I can think of to understand what's happening is so that we can see how to fix it or play our part in fixing it. And if fear is universal, like you're saying, you know, that the dark agenda has gotten to that point, maybe that's a weak spot. If there's a way that we can help people to realize fear doesn't really have a hold on them unless they accept it. I tell people that all of what's happening right now is because of us. We asked for it. We created this to happen. Yeah. And that's why they say that's blasphemy is because it's true. (laughs) <laughs> people before right before COVID-19 happened look at what happened around the world we at this moment we've never had as many slaves ever in written history as we do now we have the most slavery than ever yeah we have the most genocides happening over and over child trafficking human trafficking the, the torture and killing of children adrenochrome is real millions upon millions is happening it's growing the numbers are growing right. and anxiety when most people taking popping pills they're not happy even though they think they're happy the disconnection disconnection we have with everything those phones even myself included got disconnected we we didn't talk to our family we've looked down at these phones no one's talking to each other you're disconnected from our own self our own spirits um, even sit around tables looking at the phone and texting each other and stuff. Everybody got so disconnected. This was yeah. not a happy world. Even if you think you're happy, you're lying to yourself. And and the amount of evil that was going on is astronomical. If you look at it, it was there. It's always been there. So 
we were asking, we were the walking dead already. We have to have something shake us to wake us up, to make us remember who we are to, so that we can be better people, better be, you know, closest to our spirit, to God, because that's the right. purpose of everything. And, and we just think this is it. This is this, this, this little existence is it. It's not, it really is not. We are greater than this. You know, um, you know, when I was I, little, I had some experiences. I had a near death experience. I remember leaving my body and floating mm-hmm. around. I knew it was happening. And I remember it was like a angel or somebody by me. I'm not sure who I couldn't see, but I remember thinking, I don't want to go back to my body. This is way too good. I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> really little and so i remember seeing the fear and panic on my parents faces the neighbors because a dog was attacking me and ripping me up and throwing me like mm-hmm. a rag doll and and i remember giving the cho- i was given the choice well you can stay or you can go back and i remember the reason i decided to go back because i couldn't do that to my family and i thought that i needed to live this life anyway so i remember okay i'll go back so i went back and um but I remember from that moment, always remembering that and knowing that I've not, we shouldn't fear death. We shouldn't fear that because we are more than that. This is just one, um, one little part of how we live, one tiny part. We are bigger than this. And so, so if you could bring that bigger part down into here and let that bigger part live through your physical form, mm-hmm. all this stuff would change, right? Yeah, that means um, being being connected with the divinity, God within you, because God's God's always with us. We just aren't connected. We choose not to be connected. It's our choice. We choose right. to be connected to the fear and the panic, which is more on a demonic level. Yeah. You're not, you don't realize you're choosing it, but that's what you are. So once you choose that feeling, and you talk about fear, I was in fear. When you talked about all those doctors dying, yeah, because I thought I was going to be one of them. I yeah. left the country because of that. I honestly thought I felt like I was being hunted down. It was the worst feeling in the world. It's traumatic. It's, it was full of fear. It was international. I mean, the U.S. Uh, hit teams went to other countries to do that. So I was in fear for a long time. And then one day, I just wasn't. I got angry. And this fearlessness took over. And it's that is so freeing because then you realize all this stuff doesn't matter. This material stuff, all this, it's, it's a different way of thinking and looking at the world. And, and this fearlessness honestly is huge. And it's just like this, like, I don't fear anything. I know I won't leave here until the second God says it's time to go. And I don't fear it at all. So I, exactly. it's a totally different way of living and being. And you start to stand in truth and, um, you you believe in speaking the truth no matter what, and that fearlessness is it's it's, it's unspeakable how amazing it is. There's no words to put um, in there, and, and how amazing is it to finally live your truth to say what is right for not just yourself but for humanity and do the right thing. I mean, then it, that makes you feel even better. You have a purpose. You have. Um, a reason, you know, when you're just living against this mask and you're saying what you're told to say, you're doing what you're told to do, even though it's wrong. It's a terrible feeling inside. We are also, you know, I mean, we, there's enough to talk about for months here, but basically, you know, that core of what you're saying is you got connected to a source of feeling happy that doesn't go away and you don't have to keep renewing it. And it's not like a drug that, 
takes you really high and then you crash, you know. It's not all happiness either, though. It's happy, but it's, you see the world for what it is, and, and it's, it's, sor- it's a sorrow, too. So you have all these emotions, but it, it's in a different level of emotion. I don't know how to explain you, it. But you still have this constant level of feeling good on the inside, I think, right? Well, this, it's uh, contentment. It's peace. It's, it's, it's this love and knowing who you are and being close with God. And I try, you're not perfect, I try my best to be close with God and closer with God. Right. And um, we're not alone, you know. We're not alone. We can't see everything. Um, you know, this is just one, you and I see each other and we see things, but this is just one way of existing. There's different other energies out there. There's other ways we exist. There's other things that exist. Yeah. So alone. just people becoming aware that, not on the belief level, but on the experience level, that they're not alone. That would be one of those huge impacting events, right? I know we're not alone. And the patients that, you know, I've had with near-death experiences, too, would tell you that we're not alone. Yeah. I don't think anybody ever has been. Yeah. No, we've never been alone. But it's our choice with what do we connect with and what, what, where do we resonate? Are we resonating with fear and panic? Well, we're not going to be connecting with very loving and positive good beings because they don't mm. live that, that density. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, that's how I look at it. It's, it's, you've got to work internally and do it from your heart, not just in your mind. You have to believe it in your heart. And um, it's a personal journey that we go through. And this is part of why this is happening is to shock us, to make us start really digging deep within and going on that personal journey because we, we need to. We can't keep living in this, this fear and panic kind of world. It's a, it's a type of enslavement. It's not free. It's like people that learn about health. A lot of times they have to get really sick first. Mm-hmm. Right? And they have a reason, a motivation. That's and true. there should be a motivation to do some good things in the world. That's true. Yeah, definitely. So we're looking externally at a collision course between the declared intent of the people doing the larger agenda, you know, right now, one of which steps they're announcing is going around and forcing people to take these vaccines or whatever you call them, calling them vaccines. And on the other side, you see an awakening, at least to some extent of people getting in touch with what you're just talking about. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like if you want the better outcome it comes down to the idea, how do we share that? Well, you have to experience it before you can share it. So you have to experience it first and then become some kind of a conduit so that it will reach other people and turn the tide of what the future turns into on this planet. Definitely there's a battle going on, and I hope people can see that because to me this is the ultimate of battles. It's not just on a physical level. It's battle for your mind and perhaps your soul as well yeah Um, and it there it is good and evil because you have to open your eyes and really look around at the symbolism that's being thrown around um they couldn't use more symbolism Mm. right now with 666 and everything that's being produced yeah tracing and patents are 666 luciferase is used over and over again isn't that amazing yeah 
Yeah, and the the declaration of being atheist, that's what they say, but they mean atheist that they don't believe in the God we believe in. So they believe Mm -hmm. that there soon will be a God. That's Ray Kurzweil's direct words. And also um, Craig Venter says that um, we can become gods. They can become gods through us. Yeah, to run everything. I I think beyond the belief level, a lot of them are in touch with non-physical demonic beings. I mean, well, this all started with World War II. This is see everything comes together. World War II really didn't end. People, yeah, they, yeah. Uh, we were fooled and lulled that it ended. It didn't end. World War II. You know what, what happened there? What got the Nazis to have you know this knowledge and this technology? Well, they it's very well known. They were into the the occult, Satanism, black magic, right. They conjured up demonic spirits, got information from them. This is public knowledge. It is not hearsay. The Vril right. Society, the Tool Society, and it's a it was an interconnected web of people. They have to know that the this group, the Nazi, I forgot what they called themselves before. Their mailing address was here in the U.S. They had uh, a lot of the uh, the American we um, call it the industrialists that were funding mm-hmm. them. exactly. So, yeah. Now this was not just a country against a country. This was trying to be um, really put forth, you know, in the 1940s. Right. So they were using occult black magic, and they used, you know, they tried to see- seek out different historical items that were supposedly magical. In- and in- Indiana Jones was correct. So, yeah, so this, so <laughs> even if you don't believe in this, you have to understand that other people do, and they yeah. are using these things, and they believe in it. And it's yeah. still falling through today because all the scientists and all the knowledge continued because we took half, Russia took the other half. Yeah, although I wouldn't say we because you didn't do it. I wasn't involved. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so. say the United but, States took half and Russia yeah. took half. Yeah. And all of the, the studies went on without even one hesitation. A lot of these um, people involved just changed their names, assimilated into society, and the, they continued their work. So to me, yeah. it never ended. And um, I've been told by many Germans that their country, Germany, has not undeclared itself from war, from World War II. Technically, mm. it's still at war. They never, you know, they never did that technicality, which I think that's very interesting. I think that it yes. says a lot. I do too. Very interesting. And if you read... Um, Hitler's writing, he says, they need the whole world for space for Germany. You know, the other people are subhuman, and yeah. at least for certain races in Germany. Yeah. And it's the same spirit running the whole thing, because I know, you know, the Bush family is involved in the funding of that at the banking level, Prescott was, and a lot of other American, as you say, industrialists, and they were investing in the, the German war cause. Yeah, and uh, IBM was helping a lot, and uh, the the American and English eugenicists were big heroes of Hitler's, uh, not just Margaret Sanger, but other people too. Yeah, people want this clean little box and say, "Okay, this is the enemy. Here it is," and it's it's not yeah. that way. It's very yeah. complex, but we have to see it for what it is to understand really what's going on. So the big issue was not turned around at that time; it was just changing form, and exactly. now we have another chance, right, on a global scale. So now, now it will be finished. <laughs> One way or the other. 
well, we know who wins in the, in the end. In the end, yeah. It's yeah. just that we'd like that end to come sooner. Yeah. So less yeah. of the unpleasantness, right? Of course. It's uh, just the more that people don't wake up, um, the more painful it will be, right, to go through this. Right. right. And, and one of the main themes is blind faith in authority, mm-hmm. you know, that you've been talking about in various forms. Exactly. Without that, it's very hard to control the world. Well, the people, I tell people, is that the same scientists that have developed these injections called vaccines, they were mm-hmm. just in Epstein's island. You know, right. they were right. about making superhumans with Epstein's DNA. Okay, yeah. if they go to the island, don't tell me they didn't know it was happening. It was everywhere there. Okay, right. that's what they stand for. So you have to see the big picture of who's really pushing this. And yeah. You know, that needs to, you know, rally you to speak up and, and say no and, and use your, right. your authority of your body and your mind. Even a lot of the people that are in alternative media and they understand a lot of this stuff, they're missing parts of it, not just saying that the PCR test is 94% false positives when it really is totally irrelevant, has no legitimate positives or negatives, but also the idea that it's really a problem that this is an unapproved vaccine. That, that's just, to me, that's irrelevant because, in fact, they're planning to approve it from what we hear everything, in September yeah. or so. It, everything is not going to any sort of standard that we ever had before, even though that wasn't very good. All the checks and balances are out the window. Everybody has to realize that. We are under this FEMA running the, the show, which takes its orders really from the United Nations. That's really mm-hmm. happening. And you have, and to my understanding, almost a coup happened. But we, did, we weren't told the coup happened. What, that's pretty smart. Because our country is not running like it normally does. People see that. The reason is because the emergency state has given all the executive power to FEMA. Right. And, and something that people aren't understanding is that in a free country which is theoretically the idea that America was supposed to follow. It doesn't matter what emergency you declare. I mean, there could be 99% real death rate, and they couldn't suspend your natural rights. Amen. That's exactly what that means. And they forgot their rights, and the people have forgotten their rights. So that's being used since they saw that people don't understand that. Uh, what a free country actually, or freedom for everybody in the world really means, because they all have the same natural rights, whether the government thinks so or not. If they don't understand that, they say, oh, good, now we can just declare emergencies, federal, international, state, local, county emergencies, health emergencies, you know, in your town. And people will think, oh, well, then I have to give up my rights. But that's actually not true. Yeah. It's not true anywhere. You're right about that. It's, um, you know, if I look, you look at this, when people say they're forced, technically, at least in our country, no one's been forced yet. There's not been any bloodshed or gunpoints or anything like that. They just told you. And for the most part, very few people that I've heard actually did lose their job over this. Um, You know, they had the threat and they just quit or something else. Or maybe I've had people... Did they did go and take their rights in the Nuremberg Code and their Bill of Rights, et cetera, to their workplace, and then they said, "Okay, makes." And, and they let them stay there without the shot, is what you're right. saying. Exactly. It's that, that's it's good to know. Just a lot of intimidation and bullying, 
And so it's working because people are complying without doing really even a little peep, even a little discussion about it. This is a problem. I mean, look at our forefathers would be rolling over in their graves right now. Wow, we just just give away every right we've won and and died over. And the economic part is going right in parallel with it because declaring the lockdowns um, means that people lose their ability to survive without welfare, without conditional welfare. And then... You know, if they don't realize what that means, they get put on universal basic income, which might theoretically be enough to maybe survive. But it has some caveats in it. As long as you obey all orders, you get your digital universal basic income. People need to understand, I tell them this, is it so you think that you're okay with having your little your little allotment of money and your little digital cell, and that's okay. You, you've come to terms with that and you accept it. I have to stress this, that 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 kind of life is not what you can expect because the name of this game is fear and panic. If you allow these people pushing the agenda to get that far, they will then push it again and again and again. The idea is to always keep you in fear and panic. It will be the worst kind of existence if you accept it now because that is not where it will end whatsoever. And this is why now you stand up and you, you defend the rights that we should never have given up in the first place. Okay. So practically speaking, what does that mean? People do differently than they're already doing. So you actually, people need to speak up. Most people aren't speaking up. So if you're afraid first, you should always, um, there's always strength in numbers mm-hmm. and you go around like-minded people. So I tell people once a week minimum, you should be meeting with neighbors, people close by to you. They're like-minded. You start just making connections because that'll be very important in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, you start educating each other, whether it's about these injections, it's about um, politics, it's about um, your common law rights because we have common law rights. People don't understand we've been under British crown rule. And um, there's a way that there's also common law and you can follow that. And that is very successful. You can, you, you don't put your children in these schools that are indoctrinating them. Why would you do that to your child? You start doing homeschooling, do a community school where everybody chips in a little bit. That will be even exactly. a better school. So exactly. it's not going to be a burden on anyone. You don't have, it doesn't have to cost a lot of money, very little. Everybody right. chips in. They learn trade skills. They learn, you know, real science they learn cursive they, so they can read the Declaration of Independence. Right. You know, you, you ha- if you keep saying these things, but you keep sending your child, what are you doing to your child? They're the future. Yeah. Then you also say you're going to defend one another like we should have always done. If somebody goes to your door saying, you know, about a vaccine or trying to take your family member away, there's yeah. a, a group of people that are called and they show up right away that are close by you and you stand right. together, you know, right. that very powerful learning about your rights you're forming a community of like-minded people you're taking a stand you're doing something about the education you started learning how to barter with each other um you know form a private membership association like bank of america has always done where that gives you uh, ability to still run a business but you don't fall under the other laws and regulations of the british crown you're more of a free and independent company um, and do that. So we need to start making our own way of our own medical system. Everything has to start, but you have to start making 
the change of this moment. If you keep waiting, you know, then you'll wait until it's too late. Do you ever think about putting that into a a format of some kind of a little course for communities that wanted to do this? Because so, I'm thinking that you want to tell people about, you know, the steps to take and you'd like to do it like soon, like right away. But you're, you're just one person, although you've got some really good other people working with you. What about the idea of putting these things into some kind of a curriculum that people could get and start doing right away? Because it's new ideas to most people. It's just a thought, you know. Yeah, that's a good idea of, of putting, um, some people have just one subject or this, but yes, we should probably have something where you have. Uh, Parallel civilization uh, creation or something like that. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. And and how to just have some basic items on hand, because there'll, there will be some um, coercion, manipulation, and like the cyber threat, for instance. Uh-huh. I was I don't, the people pushing the agenda will not let us lose our connection with the digital world very long. They can't. They're so frightened by that because their way of brainwashing us is through technology, through the television. Um, so if, if yeah. they, if we lost power or we lost internet connection for two weeks, even mm-hmm. it's such trouble because it's about two weeks that I've noticed that the, that the hypnosis wears off on people and people start to wake up to what's going on. They could have independent thought might even happen. I'm telling you, I know they know that they can't let that go on. That's just a fear tactic. They're just telling us that just to put us in fear. When you talked about what happens when you send your kids to school, what about when you send them to your television or to their, or to their iPad or whatever? Exactly. People, But, you know, I've seen people, they want to make a change, but yet they don't, they don't want to take the iPad away from their kid. They don't want to spend more time and uh, doing a homeschool or community school. And, and it, you know, it just comes down to what do you stand for? What does it mean to be human? What, what do you think life is? Because yeah. that's a question that you have to answer for yourself. I can't or you can't answer that for anybody. But right. once you decide what you want and act on it. Um, because these people in charge, they have more than just what is obvious to us for plans because mm. they plan on taking what they're doing right now and they're, they plan on continuing it till the year 2030 where all of us are going to be connected to the digital world. We literally, our physical bodies will be connected and all of our right. thoughts and memories and dreams are uploaded. And the idea is that they will then make us immortal through downloading all our thoughts, dreams, emotions, whatever, into a new body, whether it's a clone or robot or digital avatar. But they know that's a fraud, though. They think that's immortality. You know, it might be a, a picture of who you used to be, but there's no consciousness there. I pray that there would be no consciousness. That would be, to me, a living hell. It would be like the movie uh, Westworld or that series. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It would be on par with that, where it would be horrific. So I pray that they don't have a way of putting con- they in these literature. They claim they have a way of putting consciousness. I know, I know. They're I, just I think, I think they're mistaken with that. Yeah, yeah. They're not the creator of consciousness. Fortunately, they're just a twister of consciousness. Yeah. But you know, the whole idea of freedom—that in theory it wasn't ever lived up to fully. But what America was supposed to be was with the understanding that freedom takes responsibility and work, and it, it's not as easy as being in prison. Everybody has responsibility. 
That's where I don't know yeah. what thought, that it's not my job. Yeah, it's your job. <laughs> it's every single person's responsibility. Right. And we're, we've been taught for a long time that work is horrible and that you should avoid that at all costs and make other people do it and have a life where you can just sit around and not really do anything. Yeah, people aren't happy when they do that. And it's not gratifying. It's not satisfying. And working with your hands is amazing, right? It's uh, uh, yeah. Uh, we've it's we've been taught all the wrong things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, since I'm mindful of your schedule and not wanting to keep you too long, um, is there a way that people can stay as closely in touch as possible with what you're doing and uh, projects and ideas and different things like that? Best websites, um, that sort of thing. So I'm still on Twitter for the moment at Dr. Made, Facebook Carrie Made, and then um, at um, serendipitygroup.org. I have a website. Um, it's a backup website for information and um, Telegram, also a channel. Okay. So, and then there's a, a great uh, conference at the end of August called Bards Fest, B A R D S Fest, and Scott Kesterson is uh, putting that on. It's right outside St. Louis, Missouri, and it'll be over four days. And this is different because we believe in the power of prayer and worship and music, good music. Yeah. So, well, it's all uplifting and um, we'll blow 300 shofars at the same time. And people around the world are involved. So we expect thousands of people to show up. And so this is a positive thing. Um, trying to get like a revival started, people to, you know, look and see how, powerful our spirit is and to find find like-minded people i think it's going to be very powerful i'm excited about that when is it exactly um the last weekend of august so if you look uh for bards fest um it's bards fm is is the channel and then bards fest i think youtube they have um, more information on that okay Um, bards fm bards fm and it's called bards fest that's being put on so Most of the doctors I'm working with will be there. Um, and just, you know, anybody that wants to, you know, music that's uplifting, positive, but more 432 hertz. It sounds like a spiritual Woodstock or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be incredible. Okay, sounds pretty neat. Well, hold on. We'll say goodbye in the break here, and hopefully we'll do some more after a while. So, all right, there goes Dr. Carrie Maday. And one of the five doctors, one of the, I didn't ask her specifically, but I think you could call her one of the frontline doctors, Uh, the doctors that are being honest and talking about not only what's really happening with the fake pandemic, but countermeasures, positive things to do, how to take care of yourself. And, you know, I should have asked her, I realized at the end, uh, what about for the potentially large number of people that what is it now, 170 million or something in the U.S. alone that apparently were fooled into taking the shot voluntarily and many of whom may realize um, later that, oh, that was not a good thing to do and they'll want to be doing things to counteract the negative effects that they learn that the shot involves. And so we're trying to have her back on to talk about that in the near future. But in the meantime, she did leave some contact points if you want to stay up with her work and what she's doing and an event that she mentioned called Bards Fest, which sounds really good. 
uh, four days in late August. I think it's the 26th to the um, 29th, which is four days, Thursday through Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't know a specific site for that, but you can look at serendipitygroup.org. And she's on Twitter, she said at the moment, which is an understandable statement, on Twitter at D-R-M-A-D-E-J. And um, let me see what my notes say here. Familyarena.com is a place for tickets to that event, but you might want to try to find out more specifics. She said a lot of great people besides her are going to be there, some of the main doctors that have been doing such great work, but there's got to be a place to find details on that. And we can't find the website for that yet, but we'll keep looking. And then she's on Facebook as well at Dr. Carey, C-A-R-R-I-E, M-A-D-E-J. So you can follow her on all those different places. And I, you know, we have one more, I guess, one more of the five doctors to get on, which is Christiane Northrup. And I just want to use the platform as long as we're still here to support all of the honest, brave uh, people spreading what I like to call the pandemic of consciousness. I think that's the antidote, you know to all of the stuff that's going on that could even affect the bad guys. Maybe that's why they're so afraid of it. You have to defend yourself as needed, of course, but the more powerful tool is your own consciousness. And still most of the people in the world don't know what the the word consciousness even means. You know, they think, well, if you get knocked out in a fight, you're unconscious. And then after that, you're conscious. But I'm talking about a different level of consciousness that, sends out a frequency from every living being, especially humans, and can affect other people on a subliminal basis, and it's really powerful. And it's connected with the forgotten um, faculties of imagination and uh, what they call manifesting, which we're all doing all the time. We're all masters at that. It's just we're unconscious masters of it, mostly manifesting what we go around worrying about all the time and then wondering, see, I was right. Why did this terrible thing happen? And then you keep worrying and some other terrible thing happens. And that doesn't have to be negative. It can be used the other way too. And the uh, bad guys are really intent on making sure we don't figure that out. So as we said in in the talk, um, we should take that as guidance. They're really good guides, the power structure and the malevolent beings in charge, you just have to usually completely reverse what they say and then make sure it's right and then do that. Um, They give wonderful advice. So our job, you know, rather than just going along as humans are trained to do with whatever the so-called authorities say, um, be brave. Realize that you have a source of internal guidance inside you because of where you came from. And a uh, spoiler alert and hint, important safety tip, it wasn't from government. We weren't created by the United Nations or Ace Hardware, nothing against Ace Hardware. I use them all the time, but um, we came from a different source. And if we remember that connection, not just in what we tell people we believe, but experience of it every day, then as they say, that could lead to the game being over in a really good way. So there's still time to do that but unknown amount. So it'd be good to use the time that we've got right now and 
look where your attention is, look how good care or bad care you're taking of your physical body, look at your attitude toward yourself. If you're hating yourself and walking around in a cloud of guilt and shame and thinking, I made all these mistakes, you're not going to be able to give really clear, uplifting energy to anybody else either. So you're going to have to stop hating yourself at some point. And uh, you believe in being forgiven, you need to do it too, um, completely, to the point where you don't even remember that there's anything to forgive, and it's a whole different frequency. And people like Carrie and all the other uh, great doctors that we've had on lately, and people who aren't doctors that are just remembering that there's a positive, forgotten, normal way of life that we all used to have, and there's no reason it can't come back. I was going to say there's no law against it coming back, but even it doesn't matter if there is a law against it coming back. It's the normal reality, and we own it, and we could get it back whenever we feel like it. And as uh, Dr. Matte said and agreed with, fear is entirely optional. Unless you want to walk around in fear, you really don't have to. And it's a projection of each one of our own minds And if we have a talk with our own mind and say, you know, maybe we don't need to project fear anymore. It's really impressive and it's turned me into a cowering, terrified, you know, microscopic being. But maybe we don't need to do that anymore and relax. If you're totally relaxed, you can't be afraid. And there's good reason to be relaxed and connected to what's real. So hopefully we'll have Dr. Matty back soon. A lot of other inspiring people who are coming right up, by the way. And what else do I want to say? Um, told you how to follow Carrie about her events. Um, it's not disrespectful if I don't use the word doctor on all these people, like the ones we've had on recently. I feel like they're all family members, and helping each other is this brilliant idea that we could start using right away. Even in just attitude, it would make a huge difference. Um you can stay in touch with us at lostartsradio.com. And if we get kicked off any platforms, I have no idea why would that would ever happen. But if we do, if you go to lostartsradio.com, you can stay in touch with where we are on the air and support us if you have the means to do that. It's deeply appreciated. You probably figured out by now we're not completely into commercials all the time. I don't think we've done any for, I can't even remember, not, not for a long time. Because I like, I'm just attached to the idea of recommending things to you because I think they're good. And I think that's like, I I like doing that. And if I'm being paid to do it, I'm not saying that won't happen because we really need the money. But it has to not corrupt the spirit of like, you know, we're doing this show for specific reasons because we want to see a better outcome in the world. And we know where it's going as far as the plans of the people in charge right now. And the fake fake pandemic is only one of their scams, and they're doing a lot of them, you know, poisoning the food and water and air and little things like that and poisoning your mind with television. And what comes through a lot of the online computer stuff, you have to be discre- use discretion with that. So what we're trying to do is let you realize you've got a source inside yourself that's stronger than all the dark stuff combined. And that's what Dr. Maddow was talking about today. So I encourage you to appreciate yourself, upgrade yourself, get in touch with um, what you need to change, whether it's um, 
how you're treating other people and your family or families are taken for granted a lot. Don't do that. And friends and people at work and people you never met before. You know, it's, it's a habit you get in. I think the person that was the most amazing that I met that gave me the feeling that, wow, he's been waiting to meet me for his whole life. And he, he, you know, I was nobody and he didn't know me anyway. His name was Chuck Norris, amazing person. And we can all do the same thing if you want to. You know, you want to be able to be nice to other people, be nice to yourself, and vice versa. They go together. So, um, as I was going to say, if you want to support us, because we we're not doing a lot of commercial work, uh, there's donate buttons at lostartsradio.com and lostartsresearchinstitute.org um, and subscribestar.com slash lostartsradio. Um, if you have the means, that's deeply appreciated. It helps us keep going and hopefully fund the projects that are waiting that we want to do. Um, so you know about the Sunday show because this is one of them. We have a Saturday show called Lost Arts Radio Live, and it's followed by a private interactive meeting where we're there live and we communicate in the meeting. It's a non-censored environment, share information on natural health protocols, not medical advice. We're not allowed to do that, nor would I want to. I'm not attracted to any kind of drugs at all and don't use anything like that. But um, real health information, consciousness information that is extremely powerful stuff to help change your life and change your world. That's at lost, that, sorry, that's at planetaryhealingclub.com if you get interested in that. And uh, that's every week as well. And then you can always stay in touch with us. There's contact forms on the websites and uh, let us know what you're thinking and guest ideas, whoever, whatever you'd like to see us get into. If you're in Planetary Healing Club, feel free to recommend subjects for the next interactive club meeting and we'll, we can basically go into anything you want. Um, it's all related to some level of your own health and what you can do to help the world. So I think that's about it. Thanks for being with us. I hope you support all these brave doctors and all kinds of other people that are telling the truth about things they get punished for and they just do it anyway. And they need our help as much as possible. Share the links and um, make your best contribution. You're the most powerful person in your own movie. Don't underestimate what you can do. You know, as long as you don't believe it's impossible. There's nothing stopping you. And um, we appreciate you a lot. We'll see you here next time. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level. From extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month, to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind, and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today 
to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows, except the banned ones, are on our YouTube channel, at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month, where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with hosts Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with. Oh, 
Don't you leave me someday? 